everybody. This is Linda Kay from Advantages Learning. And I wanted to talk to you today because it's about that time where it's after school time. And I'm getting ready to go to my office. Um, I work with kids online and in the office. And I know that this is the time when you're probably not around right now, but hopefully you'll catch this later, that when you're doing homework, that this could possibly help you. Because this is the time when if you're picking your kids up from school or after work, you're thinking, oh my gosh, homework. For a lot of kids and parents, homework is not something that is looked forward to. If you're having homework battles in your house, it's no fun. It's affecting the whole family and it's just causing a lot of tension and anxiety for everyone. Do you feel like, oh my gosh, it's homework time. What do we have for homework tonight that you have to get through homework? So it's not your job to do that, but I can give you some tips and strategies real quick so uh, that can help. They're not going to help everybody, but hopefully a few of them will. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about is that, you know, there's so much homework today that your kids can wind up spending hours and hours and hours on homework. Uh, it just seems that the homework demands are only increasing across the country. However, for kids that have learning issues, ADHD, whatever label has been prescribed, um, it is even more of a difficulty that it's not helping your kids to spend hours and hours. I mean, I have kids, parents tell me they're working right up from the time they come home from school, some of them till 12 at night and they're arguing, and they're trying to get their kids motivated, or their kids crying, or their kids yelling, or their kids refusing to do homework, and you have to remember it's because it's painful. It's not that they don't wanna do it, it's painful. So you need to have some empathy, even though you're frustrated. Nobody wants to not be successful or do well. So have some empathy, but also try to get some strategies in place and this one's a little controversial, but this is one that I stand behind. Do not allow your kids to spend all night on homework. It's 10 minutes per grade level is the rule of thumb. So if they're in second grade, then it's 20 minutes, okay? And every grade after that, you can add 10 minutes. It's not doing your child any good to spend hours. They're upset. Their brain's shutting down. They're releasing, your brain's releasing cortisol. You can't learn. Everybody knows when you're under stress and you're in a fight or flight mode, you can't learn. You're just completely shutting down. So they're not learning anything anyway and your relationship is becoming damaged. We all need a break. We all need downtime and we all need to enjoy time after school. So 10 minutes per grade level. And I know that's a lot of pressure because a lot of parents think my kid's not gonna learn then. And you may be reteaching your child everything at home that they didn't understand in school. That's a problem, and that's something that needs to be addressed. And it's not by you reteaching everything all night. And it's not by allowing them to spend hours and hours and hours, hi, Sharon, um, on homework all night. So it's 10 minutes per grade level. And you really need to be firm with that because if you do the work with your child, and you are reteaching them, then the school's not gonna know that they're having issues. You need to write in a note that says, you know, Susie spent this amount of time on homework according to this grade level, okay, and this is all we're gonna do and work on it. 
and you might get some slack from the teacher. Then you need to set up an appointment and you need to find a better way and everybody needs to communicate better. So something else has to be done. So it's 10 minutes per grade level. Um, the next thing I'm going to tell you is about movement. Um, you know, it's really important to move around. I myself have ADHD and a nonverbal learning disability. And when I get frustrated and, you know, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done, I have to take breaks and it's really hard to take breaks because I know if I take a break, it's just going to delay me and not get all this other stuff done. But if I don't take a break, I'm going to get really, really, really frustrated. And I'm telling you this because this is how your kids feel. They may feel that their head's going to explode, that they just can't focus anymore. I mean, if they're the hype, if they have hyperactive or impulsivity. Um, so it's really important to give a break, okay? And you can't kind of just let them leave the homework area because then it's going to be really hard reining them back in. So one of the things I do is I'll jump up and down, do some jumping jacks, put some music on, um, anything you can do. You might want to get a mini trampoline. You might want to have an exercise bike. Just let them get up and move around and then maybe just come back and do some of the girls that I work with will do like coloring books for five minutes and then get back so that you're, it's kind of like resetting your brain. Like if, when your cable's not working and you just kind of have to turn it off and plug it out of the wall or restart it, you're kind of rebooting yourself. And that's really important so that you can learn and you can focus because when you do that, you move your you're making more connections with the neurotransmitters in the brain. And when those connections are firing, which exercise and movement helps that, you're learning and you can focus. So movement is really, really important. Um, and you know, as you, most of you know, it releases those feel-good endorphins that help you just feel better and feel calmer. And you're just getting out that excess energy that, you know, you just need to kind of get it out. So. And studies do show that when you do that, you're increasing blood flow to the brain, which makes for better thinking and executive functioning skills, and also relieving anxiety. Um, so those are things you can do. If you have an old Wii system or you can get one at a yard sale, have them do a couple games on that, like maybe bowling or whatever they like, and then always come back and redirect, and you're going to find that it's going to go much better and you're going to get along better and have a much better relationship. You can't really let them do too much electronics because that's kind of like the kiss of death. Once you let them do that, you may not get them back um, if there's too much screen time. So you need to save that as a reward, which gets to my next point, uh, procrastination. As we talked about having empathy that you know yourself when you don't want to do something or you're not good at it, it's no fun, okay? And a lot of kids will say, well, they try so hard, but, but when they realize that trying doesn't help, they want to stop, okay? And that's where I kind of see a lot of kids, and then we get into brain training so that they can learn easier and faster. But have some empathy that, yes, this is very hard, and acknowledge that. Um, because what looks like procrastination is really poor executive functioning skills, or just troubles with learning and understanding and comprehending and what, you know, it can run the gamut. There's many different types of learning disabilities or attention problems. Don't get so stuck on a label. It's just really finding out a way to cope with it and to improve.
So the, it's kind of like just getting started, like getting started, starting the car. Some people have a hard time getting started. And once they're started, then things go much smoother. So what I recommend to do is to have some accountability. And we all know about accountability. But again, it's painful for them. Have the empathy and then come in with the accountability instead of just, okay, you're not doing this. You need to do this. You have to kind of understand them and let them know that you understand them that they are, that it is painful. So what you need to do is to have some rewards tied in. And, you know, I could do a whole thing on rewards and managing that, but just to keep it simple, you know, most of the kids like anything with electricity. So anything that's connected to electricity, you don't get electricity, your iPad, your iPhone, TV, video games, texting, using the phone, surfing the internet. Um, until these things are done, okay? And that will give them motivation to do it. And here's another thing, and I had a parent say this to me today. Well, you know, she can focus on things when she really likes it and she wants to do it. And that's really a tough thing for people to understand because these are invisible problems that, you know, to the naked eye, you know, it's not like you're limping or you have a cast on your arm to help you understand it. Usually, you know, you're dealing with acting out behaviors that you have to look beyond the behaviors and you have to see the needs. So hopefully this is going to help you get through homework time. I just wanted to jump on real quick because it is after school time um, and I'm going to be start to working with my students on brain, mostly brain training and executive functioning skills. Um, so don't the last thing I want to leave with you is if you can't follow through, don't even attempt it. So if you, if your kid's going to nag and nag and nag and nag you to break you down and you're going to change your mind and you say, you can't have this until you do this. Okay. And there's all different ways to do that. Um, it's not that cut and dry, but this is the basic premise of it. And you give in, it's the kiss of death. You have made your life a million times harder. Because now you have just reinforced that if you do this and you act up and you nag me and you act out, now you've just taught your child that to get what I want, I have to really act this way. So they up it. Okay. So don't even attempt it if you're not ready to do that. And I tell parents, if you're not ready to do that, let's work on that and prepare you for that because you don't really realize how hard that can be until you get into it. And I tell that to parents and they, they don't really get it. And then they call me and they're like, oh my gosh, this is so hard, but it can be done. It, you just have to set it up the right way and you have to be able to follow through. And some parents have a hard time with follow through because it's so easier just to give in, in that moment, just to have some peace because you're tired. You know, you worked all day or you're just tired, you're exhausted dealing with a child. And even if it's an adult or a spouse that has these difficulties, it's exhausting. So that is my recommendation. Don't give in and hang in there and it will turn around. It's not as easy as it sounds, but there is a way to go about it. Just to recap, movement is really, really important. 10 minutes for grade level with homework. Write a note in. If it's taking longer than that, don't put your child through that. And oh, one other thing I forgot to mention is do not allow classwork, unfinished classwork to come home to be finished after school in addition to homework. 
okay? That is no way for anyone to live or to be productive or to learn. There is something else going on and you need to come up with a better solution. I hope that helps everybody. If you have any questions, you can always reach out. You can go to my website. You can reach me on Facebook. Um, questions, anything I can do to help you, just reach out. And I hope that this helps you and you have a great rest of the day and that homework time, if you try some of these things, will go a little smoother for you. Okay. Bye-bye.